0: Did you hear Hibbley Horror Stories is doing an episode all about UFOs and aliens? It'll probably stop in two weeks. You're probably right. You are listening to HHS UFOnly, Only, a Hibbley Horror Stories bonus episode. Hey guys, welcome to episode 11 of UF Only. Hey, everybody. Tracy, we're going to jump into this one. Because this is actually one of those stories that it's it's fairly well known in UFO circles. So if you're a big UFO fanatic, you probably already know this story. Okay. But there still might be a bunch of people who are the casual listeners that may not know this story. But it's actually one of my favorites, so I thought it would be cool to cover. This actually happened in Chicago on November 7th, 2006. But not just anywhere in Chicago. This happened at O'Hara Airport. Oh, that's scary. Whatever it was. (laughs) I'm assuming it's scary. I don't even know the story yet. (laughs) Well, keep in mind, first of all, that this was post 9-11. So we were five years from 9-11. So airport security was pretty damn tight back then. Mm I mean, it's tight now, 20 years later. You can imagine what it was like within the first five years. So this is what happened. It's 4.15 p.m., so you're in the middle of the afternoon. Sky's perfect. No bad weather conditions, no rain, nothing like that. Twelve of United Airlines employees and a man from Mexico witnessed something very peculiar. Federal authorities at O'Hare International Airport got a call saying that 13 people outside on the grounds of the airport witnessed a metallic saucer-shaped craft hovering over gate 17. It was first spotted by an employee that was working the ramp uh, doing pushing back, or he was pushing back United Airline Flight 446. Mm -hmm. And if you're unfamiliar with pushback as it comes to airports, that's when they've got these little special vehicles that set low to the ground, that they actually push the plane away from the gate. Oh. Because the the planes could, they have an ability to be able to thrust and move forward and back. Right. But if they're too close to like buildings and stuff, they don't want that uh, blast can do damage. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So they use these little cart type things to basically, like a little tugboat, except on land, to pull these planes to and from so then they can use their own sources. So anyways, that's what the guy was doing. So this flight was getting ready to depart for Charlotte, North Carolina, and the employee sees the craft. He tells the crew of the flight of that plane that, hey, uh, you might want to check this out. There's this metallic-looking thing. Am I seeing things or what? Well, the pilots, some airline management, some mechanics are now all looking at this object hovering in the sky over Gate 17. The craft did not show up on radar and was not seen by anybody in air traffic control. That is crazy. Witnesses described the object as a completely silent craft, just hovering. Now, the variations of descriptions I've always found peculiar here. They say it's from 6 feet to 24 feet in diameter. That's a pretty big stretch. Mm -hmm. So, depending on who was... Doing the talking. Mm -hmm. Now, if it was me, I'm not good at measuring stuff. I'd probably be way off. Oh, yeah. But that's what it was. They said that the color was gray. Several witnesses outside the airport. So, those were just people, the 13 were people inside the airport on the grounds that saw it. But there were several witnesses outside the airport that also saw the craft. One of these witnesses described it as a disc shaped craft hovering over the airport. So, same thing on the outside is what people seen her on the inside. Mm -hmm. This witness stated that it was definitely not clouds. And that's going to come into play in a second. As a matter of fact, the object shot through the cloud at a very high velocity, and this left a clear blue hole in the cloud layer. Mm -hmm. And we've probably seen stuff like that before. You know, you see this big, thick layer of clouds, and then every once in a while you'll see that little... Yeah patch that you can see through to the sky they said the hole closed itself shortly after the plane went so it didn't stay there for very long now there's a reporter from the chicago tribune gentleman by the name of john hilkovich he said that the disc was visible for about five minutes and it was seen by over a dozen people did anybody get pictures i don't think so 2006, there was camera phones and stuff, right. but I don't think it was as popular. So there probably wouldn't as many camera phones back then as there were. Well, I was going to ask that, but does it sounds stupid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that goes all the way back to the Demon House episode. <laughs> I know. Because I, I remember saying it was 1994, and you're like, it's a shame they didn't have cell phones back then. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Meh. Anyway. Both United Airlines and the Federal Aviation Administration, better known as the FAA, denied that they had any information on the O'Hare sighting. So they don't have any. That was not the case, though. The Chicago Tribune filed a Freedom of Information Act, which gives them the right to ask for any information, and they have to turn it over when you file one of those Freedom of Information Act. The FAA then ordered an internal review of air traffic communication tapes. They only did this to comply with the Freedom of Information request. These tapes uncovered a call by the United Supervisor to an FAA manager in the airport tower confirming the UFO sighting. So, yeah, there was tapes of this, but even though they had denied that that ever happened. What if they don't comply? It's federal law. They have to. So I don't know if it's federal law, but they can be sued if they don't turn it over. All right, so what did the FAA say that everyone saw in the sky that day after they'd done their little uh, review? The FAA concluded that the sighting was caused by a quote-unquote weather phenomenon. Therefore, they would not be investigating the incident any further. Astronomer Mark, I'm going to probably move this, message name of Hammergren, said that the conditions on this day of the sighting were right for a hole-punch cloud, which is an unusual weather phenomenon. UFO investigators have argued that the FAA's refusal to look into the incident just contradicts the agency's mandate to in, uh, inspect and investigate any possible security breaches at American airports such as seeing an object witnessed by over a dozen people from inside the airport. So that's part of 9-11 was their, their job was to research any of those things. So, and especially at one of the busiest airports in the entire world. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, that, that, uh, I don't know. That's that's crazy. All just those say people it just, inside an airport in yeah. the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. See it. Yeah. I and mean just how to... stupid does that sound. Yeah, try to say it's a whole punch cloud. Mm-hmm. Not punch you in your face cloud. <laughs> All up in your face for being a liar. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks guys for listening to this episode. Eleven weeks. Yay. Each one is more of a surprise to me than the next. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Bye.